can never stop me, no, 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 I know you try to, I come riding in on a pale white horse, and in now high school, let's watch another, I do as I do. Hey, it's your double E, Ina Esco, Verbally Effective, Episode 10. And I have with me one of my beautiful sorors by the name of Alexis Young. Hi, Alexis. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Now, <laughs> let me just introduce you. People are like, Alexis Young, do I follow her on Instagram, <laughs> um, on Twitter? Alexis Young, she is a broadcasting major at University of Memphis, and her resume is very long because she is heavily involved and I would say multimedia. Yes. You are involved in media in various aspects. Mm-hmm. Could you just give us an update? Ooh, so I'm going to make it short. Um, I have experience in radio, hosting. I'm working on an MLK 50 documentary right now. I'm trying to think. My favorite, though, is interviews. I, I specialize on interviews. I love talking, as y'all are going to tell through this. No, I, I love interviews. Mm-hmm. And I, I mainly do interviews with underground artists in Memphis. And I do a lot of work with underground artists in Memphis. I host a lot mm-hmm. of showcases around the city of Memphis. So don't you think it's like so cool to meet people that are so hungry and passionate about their yes. craft? Now, that's what I enjoy about like new artists in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And what I do find, though, a lot of them travel a lot um, and yes. go to other cities. So the main thing that I learned about artists uh, from Memphis, cause even Snapboy Tide Travel, Sleepy Knocks, even um, who else? I don't want to forget anybody because I love all of them. But they all travel because one thing about it is they do feel underappreciated in Memphis. That is exactly. one thing. And so most of the time when they do travel out, when they come back, one thing that they do notice, and even I noticed it when I traveled to Texas and came back, you get a larger fan base. People start like, oh, okay, what what they doing there? What I'm missing? Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. they feel underappreciated I've, I've noticed that as well but I mean they have so much love for their city though mm-hmm. and I think that it's an underground movement going on right now trying to put Memphis on the map you know we got Block Boy JB Moneybag Yo of course Yo Gotti yeah. but I just think something is brewing right now in the city you know I was talking with my friend about that it's Memphis okay one thing about Memphis they've been having this surge I think that what's happening now is like I don't, and I don't want to give credit to the younger people, but I think what's happening is we're, social media's gotten pop, popping. Sorry, I, I'm going to just be a little <laughs> urban. But it's it's starting to boost up. Cause block, I remember when Block Boy wasn't as huge as he is now. I remember mm-hmm. when he first, I think it was, I think it was Shoe when it first came out. And as social media started growing, you started seeing now they shooting in Texas. They do it a little funny, y'all, but they shoot in Texas, mm-hmm. shooting on the West Coast. It's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. So... Personally, I think social media is, is making it bigger. And then, two, now even the community is starting to see, okay, what what is this underground? What is yes, this? So yes. I think that's what's going on. Memphis is popping right mm-hmm. now. And what people may not know as well is that you're from California. What mm-hmm. part of California are you from? I'm from Oceanside. So how did you get to Memphis? Ooh, um, both my parents are Marines. Uh, my really? mom is now, yes, my mom is now a veteran. And... They had a divorce. She wanted to be back with her family. And my dad was actually going to live in Okinawa. He's being sent out there for, I think at the time, it was 60 years. And you know how that goes. She just kind of wants to be around family. We came out here. 
But I will say the people out here are so much better than the West Coast. People don't <laughs> believe it. Why do you say that? Hospitality. So in Cali, what they doing? They not so nice. We don't talk to people. Like what? yes, okay. So my first, my first experience with people from the south. I think we were in, I don't know if people from Memphis know, it's called Save-A-Lot in Arkansas. And I remember like, even the older ladies used to come up, oh, my gosh, you're so pretty. Oh, my God, look at them eyelashes. Like, little <laughs> things like that. And, I, like, in California, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, or even just complimenting people. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. They're not friendly. No, not by far. And I don't want to say stuck up. It's just more so... It's just not not the culture there. Mm-hmm. We're more just kind of to ourselves. Um, unless you're kind of like in a setting wise, you're really not gonna know or meet people like that. Wow, I've been to California quite a few times, and I would say, like you said, the culture is different. Mm-hmm. Even with the food, like eating yes. habits, like Cali was like really the first to start the clean eating. I think yes. Because the first time I went there probably was over, I would say maybe over 20 years ago. And I was there with work and we went to a restaurant and he was like, well, Ina, have you ever had sushi? And I was like, sushi? No, you didn't. Girl, I was like, well, at that time, no, I had never had sushi (laughs) at that time. And so I said, well, let's try. He said, well, since you're a version to sushi, we're going to start you <laughs> off on California rolls. Yep. I was like, well, that's cool. That's but nice. it was good. But I noticed everybody's plates was like salads. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the meat at? Where, where the starches and the carbohydrates? But, See, Texas. See, you were you used know, to the good food. Yes, baby. I will say Memphis, like even barbecue. Like I was used to like mm-hmm. one barbecue in Memphis you're getting a lot of barbecue sauce on top of the barbecue that's already been barbecued. Yeah. California is... you. They Do they barbecue over, in California? I mean, they claim they barbecue. <laughs> it's more like a grill, maybe a little, yeah. little sauce. A little light something, something. Yes. Nothing comparable to Memphis. I would say the food, I'm not going to lie, soul food is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I am obsessed with sushi, seafood, just naturally, but, yeah, the food here is, it'll get you, oof, it'll get you some, some weight, get you thick. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to shave off now <laughs> from binging. But um, I remember the first time I met you through Robert Roby. Mm-hmm. Um, I had hosted the Sigma's Miss Phi Beta Sigma pageant. Yes, ma'am. And you were one of the contestants, and you did such a wonderful job. Thank you. And I remember when I was reading your bio, you had all of this media experience. I said, this girl is on the <laughs> rise. Yes. Thank you. Was that the first pageant you were ever in? Yes, actually, I did that pageant to get over my stage fright. Really? So did serious. it work? It did. It really did. I was, I was a little nervous, but I remember... I remember looking at you. You may not know this. I remember looking over at you after my speech. I kind of messed up in my head. And you were smiling at me. And I was like, you know what? She's in the media. She knows how it is. And when you smiled, that made me feel like 10 times better. Seriously. You did awesome, though. (laughs) Thank you. I think sometimes when we do hosting and things like that, we kind of psych ourselves out somewhat. Because I used to go through it when I first started hosting events. But the more and more you do it, the more you become natural. Um, you figure out your audience, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Have you ever had, like, an uncomfortable situation with yes. hosting so far? Two times. What Two happened? Times. Oh, my gosh. So the first one, I wasn't really hosting. I was a panelist. Mm-hmm. And that's when I learned about audiences because I think I said the term, okay, let me educate y'all. And I shouldn't have said that. That was terrible because in my head I was just like, okay, let me go ahead and, think, you know, say what I'm thinking because – I think we were talking about um, the Moors, and I'm really passionate about, and as we were talking earlier, like history and all that, 
And when I said let me educate y'all, it threw this one girl, not the crowd now, but one girl just went crazy. She was in like, the audience? Yes. Oh my what gosh. What did she do? She was just like, let me educate y'all means, um, what did she say? Oh, that was dumbing them down. I understood where she was coming from because, okay, maybe I should have worded it a little differently because to me, it didn't sound terrible to her, you know. Mm-hmm. So I learned you have to, one, know the vibe because the vibe was kind of off anyways and there it was really quiet. People really weren't interactive. Mm-hmm. The second one was um, hosting for the U of M Step Show. Now, I, I think I did good for my first show. Mm-hmm. I think I should have known my crowd a little better because we had a lot of out-of-towners. Mm-hmm. So my campus was fine. Mm-hmm. The out-of-towners, they were cool, but, like... You got to show them some love. Yeah, and I really <laughs> didn't. I was um, I was kind of, from what I heard, I was very biased, which I could understand. I really was for the home teams, and they were just like, we came here, you didn't really show us any love, you didn't even shout out Chattanooga, Chicago. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you hosting, you, right. you don't really think of all of that. You're yes. just, like, going. And you can't shout out everybody. Somebody mm. is normally going to be feeling left out yes. if you don't say their name. Let's say you say one person name you may know in the audience, somebody else you may know, but you don't know their name, Ooh. you know their face. They're going to be looking at you like, me too. <laughs> oh, she didn't say nothing. Uh-uh, okay. I see how it is. I know. So you mentioned University of Memphis, mm-hmm. and University of Memphis has a lot of things popping yes. at University of Memphis. Well, let's just start talking about sports. Okay. Everyone knows that Tubby was just recently let go. And, um, I mean, the season wasn't that bad, but from my understanding, it wasn't that bad, was it? Ugh. It wasn't like their worst season. It wasn't the worst, I'll say that. But definitely, people are not happy that, about it. Crowd participation. Oh, Ticket sales are yeah. down. So once you start hitting that bottom line, that's when all of the attention gets on you. From my understanding, like, an assistant coach helps with the recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, because a coach is supposed to be focused on coaching the players. Someone else is supposed to be focused on recruiting. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be good if you had a coach that could pull those, you know, high-talent individuals. But Tubby got fired and rumor on the street because it's not confirmed yet. It's As confirmed. Today is the 15th of March. It's not confirmed that Penny Hardaway is going to coach. What do you think about that, Alexis? So... I'm, I'm, I am a big basketball fan, but I will say, as far as ticket sales go, I went my freshman year. It was packed. Mm-hmm. I won't say it was the best, but it was better than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Pastner was, was Yes, I, I believe it was him. I do. Because I remember it was, um, who are those brothers? And they're... Lawson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the two brothers. And mm-hmm. I remember everyone loved them. Everybody was going to the game for them. People screaming. Because they were hometown Memphis. Yes. And the dad, too, on top the of it. The dad was the assistant yes. coach, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And people watching the little brother at that time. I remember all of that. And it went down, I believe, when Markel Crawford traded to, I believe, and I might be wrong, y'all, but I believe it was somewhere in Mississippi. No, it is in Mississippi. I'm just not school, sure what school. But when he traded, a lot of people were kind of like, eh, because people like Markel. Mm-hmm. The Lawsons aren't here anymore. So people kind of just like, eh. I believe as far as crowd goes, I don't even think it's the coach. I think it I was the players. Either. Yeah, I think it was the players. People have favorites. Mm-hmm. Now they're gone. Even Ricky. People loved Ricky. He graduated. I believe he graduated. And he went somewhere else. I know I definitely see him playing for another team now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you lose, it's kind of like, let's say with the Lakers and Kobe. When Kobe leaves... And let's just be real, people don't really want to see the new team because they were there for right. Kobe. They're so used to, you know, seeing that star player mm-hmm. or their favorites, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so for me with this whole situation, 
I don't like how, um, I guess once the rumors started about Penny coming, it's like people Oof. immediately turned on Tubby as if nothing that he did was ever great. You know, because people used to like Tubby too. Yep. But then once that rumor came, they like disrespectful to him. But we know people love some Penny. Yes, but I like Penny, Penny too. I like him too. But mm-hmm. it just seems like the way it's being handled is, I don't know. And and then they haven't even announced it yet. Why do you think that they haven't announced it yet? You think Penny's still trying to work on that money? Or he's waiting to see how East High School does in the state competition. Or an assistant coach. He's trying to get his team together. He could be trying to get the team together. He he might. If if that was me in that position, I would probably be trying to weigh out all options. Mm -hmm. Because I know he hasn't coached collegiate. So I know he's probably trying to figure out, okay, I don't want to let people down. If it does go bad, Mm -hmm. I think he is capable definitely of coaching a collegiate team. I know my first instance of even knowing who he was when I first moved here, he had a team, he taught, um, not taught, he coached teenage um, basketball in Arkansas. And that's what I heard. I forgot the name of it, though, but I remember. Yes, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And I remember all the little boys, you call them Lil Penny. Lil Penny, (laughs) Lil Penny, Lil Penny. And so I used to be like, who is Lil Penny? Mm -hmm. And that's what I found out about him. So he has a lot of clout. Mm -hmm. I think what's happening, why people turn on Tubby, though, when you have, especially African-American male, mm-hmm. we haven't seen nothing like that in a minute. And on top of that, um, I'm not too in hip with him, but I do know I heard that he was like that man back in high school. Right. So, you know, especially for me from Memphis, if he's from here and people know who he is and he's like a hometown hero, mm-hmm. people are going to jump on that. Yeah, they jumping, baby. They Definitely. Jumping. So is it like buzzing all over school? Everybody's yes. like... Can't wait till Penny get here. Get on Twitter. <laughs> get on Twitter. You are going to see it. I've been on there. I've been seeing it because I posed the question. I was like, well, wait a minute. Didn't you guys used to love Tubby? Mm-hmm. And now now what happened? What happened? Just because you're hearing that, you know, Penny coming and, girl, they went in. But, you know, but it was kind of two-sided. It yes. Was, it was kind of twofold. People were saying that they didn't think Tubby didn't do his job, didn't recruit well. Um, and Penny, mm. from my understanding, he's always been waiting in the cut. I think he had to get his credentials to become an NCAA coach. Really? Because it is a process, and you have to have certain requirements. Because remember, he went straight out of high school. Went and play. And I believe you have to have your degree, first of all. Oh, now that's one thing I did not know. They mm-hmm. had to have a degree. You have to have really? your degree. And you had to have had so many years coaching. And I don't know the other requirements, but apparently mm. he's already – at this point in his life, met those requirements. So he's eligible to be the coach now. Damn, that puts the speculation now. If he done got a degree mm-hmm. and he's been waiting in the cut, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, part, me just doing some observation, little context clues, seem like he <laughs> might take their role. Yeah, I think it's coming. I don't know how soon it's coming because the season is over. Um, they probably do a big whoop de doo announcement, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I will say if he does take that, I was going to definitely boost up ticket sales. Because I know even me, I would watch that first game he coaches mm-hmm. just to see, even if they don't win, just mm-hmm. to see how he plays it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. I would go. And I'm not I'm not even too hip on the new team now just because have, I haven't been to a game in a year now. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would go to that. And if he's the coach, I pray everything goes well. But just, let me just play devil's advocate. What if the season is worse than what Tubby doing? Uh, what they going to say then? They going to crucify Penny too? That's you what know, I'm saying. You know what? Because everyone's on the bandwagon love him. But 
AAU speaks as well. Yeah, well, yeah, it speaks. It speaks as well. His stats speak with his teams. Mm-hmm. So I will say, if it does go left field, I think bad worst case scenario, they might end up blaming the team versus him. Not because they don't like the team, but because everybody loves him so much. Mm-hmm. They got to find something else to blame. They're going to have to. They're yeah. going to have to change the narrative of all of this. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Well, we're going to see how that works out. And, you know, still sticking to the subject of college and University of Memphis. You know, on yesterday, students all across the nation, they held protests in solidarity for being against gun violence because mm-hmm. of the murders at the school in Florida where 17 people were killed. Did you participate? I did not. I did mm-hmm. not. I heard about it then. I know, um, I think, I believe they actually had a protest on campus too. Mm-hmm. I, did, uh, I, did I read that pictures. they had a um, protest on campus. How do you feel about this entire situation so, with all of these students sticking up for themselves at this point? So when, and I don't mean to put you of him on the spot, I love my campus, but we are not safe at night. I'm sorry we're not. Being that we're a public campus, and I and I don't want to go close gate like TSU did, but it's not safe. I don't feel safe walking at night. And we, actually, we just had a segment on Tiger News about that. It's very dangerous. We I have that. yes, we on Patterson at night. It is the worst. There are shootings. There's a lot, a lot of robberies. Mm. Um, and I know personally, I have to go to work in our tech hub at night. So I literally in our in our um, Tiger Patrol actually ends at 11 p.m. So say if you're trying to go to Tech Hub at like 12, they they won't come and pick you up. Mm -hmm. And you can call police escort sometimes. Sometimes they're feeling generous. They'll come get you. Sometimes they won't. They'll just, okay, we can walk with you. And then they won't even find you because they can't so-called call you to see where you're at. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. So when it comes to gun violence, with us being an open campus, it's very real. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember, too, there's some students who – have issues, mental issues, emotional issues, who will bring a gun. Our campus is so open, and we don't have metal. And I'm not saying get metal detectors and all that, but you have to understand there's a lot of people walking on our campus who can bring anything, and we wouldn't know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We've had, um, I remember one instance, it was a protest going on where I believe, actually, actually, yeah, it it was a radical protest going on one time, and they actually had a squirt. I think it was like two men. And then recently we had an issue of sex traffickers coming on our campus. Really? Yes, they were posing as a, I don't I don't want to get it wrong. It was like One, one New World or something crazy. It was a crazy name. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about Bible study, but were actually trying to get people to get against the sex trafficking. Oh, my. They had their victims from what um, the report was saying. Because they, you know, I work for the ITS. And so, we, you know, we had to get some of those issues and those emails and there were victims of the sex trafficking who were trapped, who were actually trying to trap people. Women. It was women doing it as well. So they said they were there to promote a Bible study Bi- meeting. Yes, quote unquote. And they actually like kidnapped these girls and was it guys too? Like Yes. So luckily what? nobody was kidnapped. The police had got a tip on it. Mm-hmm. But because they, they actually had got they had escorted two people that morning and then they told us don't talk to anybody who's doing um, who's solicitating a Bible study that day. Oh, wow. and so that's when we got an email later on and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, it's sex trafficking. Mm. And yeah. So when it comes to the gun violence and the protests, I, I'm fully supporting that mm-hmm. because it's, it's too much many mass shootings. It's way it too is. in the elementaries. It's been so many. I can't. I, I, I know, don't know. Like <laughs> so many. But what I do like is that young people are 
standing against it and they're standing up against the NRA. That's what that's what I do like because this is kind of unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this before with young people standing up to a big institution such as the NRA. What's hard? We are, I know. What's hard, man? Like, oh, I remember seeing also last night. It was um, not supposed to bring that up for you. I just I forgot to pull it up. It was this young girl who's protesting. Don't know where she was, but she had a vest and had Apple, I believe FedEx and all these other brands. And so you're thinking, okay, why does she have this bulletproof vest with all these people? And then the caption was zoom in. So you zoom in. The bottom of her vest literally said, all supporters of, in, of no, not NRA, gun violence. And I was like, wow. And when mm-hmm. you look, the Apple sign had a little gunshot in it. Mm-hmm. And it was bleeding. I was like, wow, that that's interesting. Yeah, you'll be surprised who does business with the NRA. Jail systems, too. Yes. Oh, my. (laughs) Come on. We could be talking all day about that. (laughs) I mean, we live in a crazy world. But to me, once again, to me, things are shifting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like you said, people are tired. People want a change. And, I mean, I don't know if it's because of the the new generation that people are sticking up for themselves. But I just see a fire lit in mm-hmm. the young people now and i'm loving it i'm loving <laughs> it i'm always like trying to get some of y'all energy and thrive off of you all <laughs> because i think y'all are awesome thank you now um this is my last topic on university of memphis but this is a good topic because okay. you recently crossed over to yes alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated yes ma'am now we're we're sorors podcast audience now i pledge spring 99 beta todd that's lamorna in college now, tell me exactly when you pledged and what number are you? File 17 of the Elegant Epsilon Epsilon chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I am the six. You're number six? Yes, ma'am. How many were on your line? It was 67 of us. 67. Yes, so ma'am. I saw you guys probate. I believe it was on it was on social media. And I was like, oh, my God, I love them. Like, you all look so beautiful and elegant. And I was like, yes, come through, <laughs> E.E., come through. Yes, ma'am. So how are you enjoying being in the sisterhood? It's so different. It's so many women. And it's crazy because most of the girls who I went to high school with, they're all AKs now. And mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so beautiful. And it's crazy because I knew when we were younger, like, we're going to be those women. You we're, knew what you going. wanted to do. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Top. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful experience and it was so wild to me because I, I prayed on it every single day, especially when I saw the rush fly. I, woo, mm-hmm. I was just thanking God. I was thanking God for my GPA. I was thanking God for having everything in line, just everything. Mm-hmm. But it, it's beautiful. I love all my sisters. And actually it's crazy because three of us, including myself, who are in media. Mm-hmm. And so we all support each other. We're all like, oh my gosh, do you see this? Okay. Cause I'm more of the, um. I'm a little different from my <laughs> from my three. Uh, I'm more of like the kind of the hip hop, mm-hmm. a little more. Well, actually, we're all outspoken, but I'm more of like the um, as you see, like hosting. Mm-hmm. I'll say hosting, but they're they like anchoring more. Mm-hmm. So I definitely I take pointers from them because I anchor as well, just a little bit. But I definitely learn from them, and they learn from me, and we're mm-hmm. always giving pointers. So I know you're looking forward to graduation, and when that happens, what do you plan to do with the media? a lot I want to accomplish. I love it all. Um, so first, I guess I would have to say whatever comes first to me. So because I'm going to be applying to all kinds of different media outlets, radio, TV. I would even go behind the scenes, producing, filming. I, I love it all. Um, like I said, now my 
my biggest love is probably interviewing. I love talking to people. If I could do that just full time, just come in, interview, 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 set up this, set up that. Yeah, I would even film it. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. I even love editing film. Radio, I love, I love it. I will say the keyboard, I had some struggles with it at mm-hmm. first. but With the board? Yes, at first. That's where you got to learn. You got to yes, learn that board first. The and cues. Then everything else. Yes. Especially when you're trying to mix the music in. Then you got the, um, the promo. Yes. It's a lot of elements going on at the yes. same time. You have to be focused. Yes. Yeah. So much. I, I, just, I guess I would just say long term... I'm going to own a TV network. I will say that. And I know I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, as of right now, I'm just trying to still build on my resume, still see what comes to me first. But I'm open to anything. Like I said, I love it all. Even film, I, I love it all. Well, you have a lot of experience, like I said, and you're well on your way. <laughs> Thank if you. If you need any help in anything, just <laughs> let me know. Yes, we ma'am. already talked about a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get that going on. I sent you... A story um, we broke today, Rihanna, honey, and it it's a it's kind of like, in my opinion, a conflict of interest because Rihanna is my favorite Pisces, and her beef is with Snapchat, and mm-hmm. it's it's very warranted because they posted a promotional advertisement. This is how it how it all came about. It said. Would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown? So the game is would you rather, but they went about it the wrong way because it's almost like you're making fun of people that went through domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So Rihanna responded. Oh, back season. Did you see her response? Yes. Did you see her response? <laughs> Without me going into the whole entire thing, um, she basically told them that uh, Snapchat, you're not my favorite app, first of all. I'm barely on there. Um, you guys are ignorant. You spent all this money to animate something that would bring intentional shame to domestic violence victims and made a joke of it. And she really got him right there. But at the end, she says that basically I'm going to throw away the whole appology. And that's kind of like a play on words saying don't apologize to me and people delete Snapchat app. Mm -hmm. And I love Snapchat. I think I think I knew I think they knew what they were doing. Because after the update, did you see when they kept saying, oh, get over it, we're not going to change it? We hate the update. It's ugly. And then, so I I hate the fact that you have to scroll. You can't even go to the letter anymore if you want to view, like, a certain person. Right. It's too much to find somebody now. And I didn't like the update. I think that because, because from what I I was reading, that they're... um, their usage has dropped significantly. You know Kylie Jenner bust them out, too. And the really? Stock, the stock prices fell when Kylie Jenner did a simple post on Twitter saying, I hate the new Snapchat update. And then they noticed a substantial drop in the stock the next day. Changing. Since then. They need They to said that it. they were, but they haven't. They're not. I think they're trying to be stubborn. I think that they're trying to... Because now that we, we've we already said, oh, well, get over it, now we're just going to kind of wait. Mm-hmm. And I think the stunt they pulled was, okay, I know this is wrong because they knew it was wrong. Why why would you put Rihanna like that? Why would How are you going to play Riri? Right. And I think they put that to get viewers, even even if they knew it was bad, might have dropped their sales. They knew people were going to tune in to be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. I really think that was a, a controversial move. Mm-hmm. To put attention on them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They, in their apology or response, they made it seem like 
I guess, a certain department that must review advertisements made a bad case in judgment. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you think? <laughs> no. And I read, I think they were like, oh, it slipped in, in between us. We didn't know that. How do you not know what's going on? So you're telling me there's nobody who checks because there's editors for everything. Exactly. So there's not at one point somebody was like, I don't know, Frank. There's an um, approval process in yeah. place. You and I both know that. It's, it's With no anything way. media. It's no way that somebody didn't say, um, hey, some might be wrong with this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no way. Did Chris, Chris Brown hasn't hasn't said anything, has he? He is so quiet these days. I yeah. doubt he gives one. But are you going to delete your Snapchat because of this? Be I honest. Like, I like the filters. It's the only thing I, I use it for. Because <laughs> I'll go, and I, I notice a lot of people do it now. We'll go to the filter, record some, take a picture, save it. You might post it, and then you'll put it on the Insta story. Cause in, the Insta story is so much more simpler. It so is. I, it is. You know. But I usually do my snaps, and I just upload to Insta stories. Mm. So I'm not familiar yet with a lot of the new updates you can do on Insta stories. It just seems like there's so much more you can do to Yeah, it. you can. Now they, they're trying to be like Snapchat. They added filters. Their filters aren't. I'll say this. If they update their filters, they can put Snapchat out of business. Because mm-hmm. the, the timing is longer now to record on there. You got, what is there, Boomerang, the yeah, reverse. I like it's cute. And then you can save and then upload it back onto your regular Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like the Insta story. Just update the filters, I mm-hmm. think, and they'll be good. Social media has just really kind of changed a lot of the things that we do on a day-to-day basis, who we're influenced by. Um, what would you say is your favorite social media platform? Instagram, definitely. I think, okay, so I have two. Instagram to promote, post. I love Instagram because it, it's easy and then, too, it reaches so many people. Like mm-hmm. when I check the um, – because if you make your page a business page and then you click the archive – no, not archive, the stats, I believe, mm-hmm. you can see how many people are viewing you. And then that kind of puts in perspective, okay, maybe this is why I need to promote more. Maybe this is what – you can kind of use it to your mm-hmm. advantage. Yep. Now, Twitter, when I'm going to bed or I need a laugh, <laughs> I go on Twitter. Those are my two. And then Facebook – I actually like Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's the weird thing. I really, I like Facebook. But Facebook is at the bottom of the total bowl for me. Now that, you know, we have Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. I've just gotten so consumed with those. I don't have time like I used to for mm-hmm. Facebook. Like, that's like last on my list. But I'm still checking for Facebook because, you know, you got your family on there. Facebook is F for family. That's all it that is. It is. It's F for family. All that is. And you can keep up with people you grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, your folks in Oceanside, California. Yes, I still talk to them actually on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Even my high school people, Facebook. Yes. So Facebook, like I said, is at the bottom of the totem pole. And let me ask you this question. You know, I would consider you an influencer um, via social media because... Okay. You know, when you think of influencers, you look at followers. You have a lot of followers on your social media. <laughs> Who are you influenced by on social media? Oh, so, oh my gosh. I got to give a shout out to my big sister, my mentor, Portia Marie. Mm-hmm. I have put, I think I even mentioned the PM firm, the publications media firm. Oh, my gosh. That woman, like, <laughs> she's actually Sora as well from mm-hmm. Alpha Row. And she, wow, she does a lot. Um, she actually has, I think, 10K followers. Mm-hmm. But the way she taught me how to, like, just strategize with social media, like, you can make money off mm-hmm. of Tweezy. He is a, and K more the goat, and Rice, I can't forget, Rice is so silly. 
those are great examples of how to make money on social media. Mm-hmm. Funny jokes. Like, she taught me so much about everything, really, when it comes to social media and even promoting. So I, I'll say that she's definitely my role model when it comes to social media as well. Mm-hmm. So when you're on social media, um, do you ever get a lot of DMs? <laughs> <laughs> you oh know, my I had gosh. to ask. Is your DMs lit? I'm glad I don't have a boo. Cause oh my right. god! Right, <laughs> so you now you can be honest. I I do get DMs um, rather often. Yeah, and it's like mainly after you post a picture. Sometimes it'll be the Insta story. They'll like okay. they'll say something little slick. Oh, you look cute. Or even if I do like a poll, they'll be like, Oh, I didn't mean to say this, but um, what you doing? Conversation. Yeah. Do you always respond to everyone that DMs you? I'm a really nice person. Um, I won't flirt. I will say that. Now, if somebody compliments me, I'll say, like, thank you, something like that. And if they keep it going after I've said thank you and they're not, you know, cute to me, I'll probably <laughs> just, you know, uh, put the little heart, the little, you know, you know, a little uh-huh. tap thing, just uh-huh. leave it alone. I do get um, a lot of artists who DM me. That's the way they contact me for interviews, though. Mm-hmm. So that's another um, ragged DMs. And then let me think the other one. I'll just... You know, I just get a little funny DMs, like, ha ha, that was so funny, or little things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, DMs popping. Have you ever <laughs> dated anyone off of meeting them on social media? When it comes to social media, I follow a lot of Greeks. So, you know, Greeks travel mm-hmm. and we connect. So if I do meet somebody on social media, it'll be in a sense of like, oh, hey, I'm coming down for that too. Let's link up. Like little things like that. Um, Just randomly after DMs, dating. No, I will say <laughs> I've had like maybe a dude from the past who I knew and he'll hit me up on social media. He may be, for instance, like, I don't know, he might be in Arkansas or something mm-hmm. and hit me up and we might go on a few dates, but mm-hmm. never a random dude like who I just know I'm not going to meet like that or isn't, especially from Tennessee or Arkansas, I'm probably not going to. Like a Florida <laughs> dude, I'm not going to talk to you. I'll probably just, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. No. But would you really like count it out? Um, like, I've seen a lot of attractive men. It just scares me. I'll mm-hmm. say that because I love like the whole snapped and law and all that. But you have to remember, I came from like the old Craigslist when I was young. You remember those mm-hmm. days when it was like they could put like a dating, I put a dating app ad out, and then somebody would respond, and then you find out they're a serial killer. Right. So that's my only thing when it comes to that. Like. Really, if you're not in college or mm-hmm. at least in my generation, I can tell or like we've been FaceTiming or something, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to rule you out. Not going <laughs> to lie. And you know what? With us being in the media, we kind of like vet people anyway, yeah. you know, to see what's real and what's not. Where do you usually get your news of the day from? Is it social media or is it like major publications? I don't own a TV anymore. Well, I have one. It I have not turned it on. I don't even have it up. It's actually in the closet. I go on the shade room. The shade room, even though it's celebrity, they got like real news. Right. Um, and I and I will say occasionally when Snapchat was popping, I used to go and slide and they would have news as well. Mm-hmm. So I will say it's social media. I think that's really the new wave. I even learned in class like newspapers they're gonna be obsolete. Mm-hmm. Everything paper, even television, after so long, is gonna move to social media. It's gonna move to YouTube. It's gonna move mm-hmm. to your phone. You're gonna mm-hmm. literally be watching TV like we do now on the phone. 
Netflix. We watch it on the phone. And you know what? You said you don't own a TV. I can't imagine mm-hmm. not owning a TV. I mean, it's in the closet. I just... You do everything on your phone? Yes, everything. 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 And YouTube is a major resource for you. I love YouTube, yes. I actually will say they have 24-hour um, live streams, and I'm kind of childish. I love SpongeBob. So I will go on YouTube and watch it. They have new episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's no point in me paying for Comcast. And I actually used to do, okay, so funny story. I used to work <laughs> for DirecTV, and I used to solicitate in um, Walmart, and I'd be like, hey, who do you have for Comcast? I mean, who do you have for um, TV networks or cable? Oh, I have Comcast. Okay, well, let me, you know, help you out with this with this deal. <laughs> but when I realized through that job, nobody really watches cable anymore. They're mm-hmm. using their phone. And one, this was one trick that everybody, I used to hate it because I couldn't sell them at all. Oh, I had Fire Stick. What? And this That's is, what I was yes. about to say, or they're using Fire Stick. Yep. One, I remember one man in particular, he got me so good. He told me, well, what's the point in cable if I can pay for a Fire Stick, $7.99 for Netflix, Hulu, and I got everything I want. And then one guy was bootleg. He was like, well, I just, you know, <laughs> I can do this, that, and that. Or I think it's like websites and things like that. But, you know, when you think about the website, not the website, the internet is so large, you mm-hmm. can, I mean, you can really, hate to say it, but you can finesse it. Like, you don't really yes, need to buy cable. Finesse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love the internet. But there are so many fake things on the internet posing as real, even with, Women wanting attention on these social sites. All their bodies are looking the same. Girl, oh my God. All these booties injections, yes. um, the fake boobs, and putting it all out there. What do you think about that? I don't like it. Um, I will say, and, and I'm a woman, so, and I love my body. I'm very confident now, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I see like a butt or a model, and they're, because like, we can see them. Most of the women who get the injections, they always pose the same way. It's turned around, right. looking back. And it's abnormal, though. Like It is. But one thing I will say that's weird is that now you have to question a lot of women who may have a butt, a real one. But now you got to question, like, okay, well, and, and I'm, I'm subject to doing this, too. You'll zoom in, okay, her thigh to butt ratio right. ain't looking right. That's kind of the test now, right? Yeah. And you saw uh, Kate Michelle got her injections out. I heard about that. I haven't I haven't seen a picture yet. She's been posting. Let me pull it up because I'm like, did she really get it all Let out? Let me see. Oh, my. Now, I, have you seen the Black China one? Girl, that's a hot ass. <laughs> what it, what is Black China doing to herself? She looks a mess, but honey. But you know when you continue to do butt injections, because that's that's one thing they don't tell. Let me see. Still, I mean, it's did you still, just get half the injection out? Was your booty bigger than that? It looks a little more natural than what it was, because at first, it, and I hate to say because she's from Memphis, don't get on me, Kate Michelle, but it, <laughs> it was looking like an ant, and I know she was seeing <laughs> the jokes, mm-hmm. but. That one looks a little more natural. It's still... Just a little more. I, but, you know, when people have this thing in their mind of... and I, Okay, for instance, when I was younger, when the, when the first... When Kim K first came out with her injections, I remember it was this quote... Kardashian. Yes. And I remember this quote, and it said that injections and Botox were for God uh, for God's mistakes. And I was like, wow, that... I that. Yeah, and I was like... Um, God, I'm not making no mistakes around here. Yeah, and it, and it confuses me because I understand like breast reduction. I totally understand. I'm, you know, I have um, family members who've had it, but my thing with the injections is it's coming from an insecure place. Mm-hmm. 
something about you is not loving yourself. And it's understandable we all have insecurities, but I'm real spiritual too. And do you really, like, do you really think, like, he made a mistake like that? Right. And then on top of that, one thing I did read, cause I was like, okay, I want to know a little more about it. Not for me, but, like, to know. And when you start it, even with Botox, you have to continue that. That's why we see Black China. Her butt is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now it's protruding her hips. I don't even know how that's healthy at this point. Cause I, I don't know. It looks like it might be leaking at night or something. So I'm not right about that booty. It looks painful. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. And I, I mean, now I question almost every star like Amber Rose. And I love Amber Rose. She's cool to me. I don't like the slut walk thing. But even with her body, I question it sometimes. Like, okay, is she real? Is she not? I know she does, I know she does Botox. She, mm-hmm. she admitted to that. But... I just think injections are just an insecurity thing. I don't recommend this to anyone. And mm-hmm. if you do it, I'm sorry, but the body, it has been proven too many times. Your body is going to end up looking bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to look worse than what you even thought your natural body was looking. Mm-hmm. So that That's my take on it. Basically, the ladies need to think long term on the booty injections. Alexis, what kind of music are you listening to these days? Oh, my gosh. Oh. What kind of music do you like? I'm so weird. You're not going to believe it. You're probably like, this girl lying. I love old school music. Like I what? love it. So I, I've learned. I've been saying her name wrong. It's Sade. It's not Sade. I've been saying Sade for no, like No, you ever. have not I'm so, said Black Heart Revoked. Like, about I've been, Sade. I've been saying Sade. I am so serious. Well, you got it right now, though. I love, I love. Like, What's I your actually, favorite Sade song? Oh, my gosh. Taboo, Ordinary. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it was some songs, and I, I've actually gotten back into the old school at first, I was really heavy in underground. Then my friends used to tease me because I think it was Kid, Rich Kid because it's a uh, plug walk. I love plug walk now. But I was so unattached to new music, mainstream music, that I had to kind of jump back in it. Then I'm not a fan of Uzi. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Pump. I don't care for them. I don't. Some of Nicki's songs, I'm not going to lie. I don't care for I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of old school when it comes to that. So I'm more like when I'm by myself. I like to listen to even Pac. And I know it sounds cliche, but I like the old rhythm. Like the mm-hmm. I like like I'm not gonna lie, I like cooking and listen to it. I yeah. love it. Um Therapeutic. But, yeah, now when I'm with my friends, I'm a big trap girl. I will say that. I'm I'm a huge old school Gucci fan. Yeah. Love Gucci Mane. Especially off the leash. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, let me think. Future. Oh, I like the new song. With, uh, I think it's Beyonce and Khaled and Future. You, you, no, you don't uh, like the, the no. drop the top. What's the name of it? Mm. What's what she say? That? I dropped the top on my Maybach. No, I don't, I don't like the new song she released. <laughs> it. I feel like she and I like Beyonce and I know Beehive's gonna come for me, but I feel like some of the stuff. This is a new Beyonce first off. This is a whole new Beyonce. And you think that, this B right here is a new Beyonce? That's a new Beyonce. Girl, you, the B not going to come get you, girl. Lemonade. Oh, that was like her that coming album. out. Okay. I like Lemonade, though. I would say that. I love Lemonade. Yeah. But the visuals, they scare me. Behind, really? Beehive, no, those, those visuals scared them. So you don't like the new Beyonce and Jay on the... You know mm. what? I, I'm still trying to digest that song because it kind of sound like similar songs that DJ Khaled has done. Yeah. Um, that has produced. But I'm waiting to hear some new music from Beyonce. And, you know, they announced the On The Run tour, too. So Everyone, I saw it was so funny. Somebody was like, I'm selling my organs today. I was like, go, girl. You better go chase that dream. Girl, back. my coworker, she was hollering and screaming inside 
the office building because really? she got those tickets. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it has already seen Beyonce before. So, I mean, that was interesting. But the Beehive is going to get you, they Alexis. Will me. <laughs> they will give me. But I will say, I, I personally, I would love to see her perform because she is, I, I will say, she right now is the top entertainer. Mm-hmm. And I watched a documentary. She is so, people think it's controlling. But what I saw was, she knows what she wants, and she knows what vision she sees. Because only you can see her vision. Mm-hmm. And when I watched her, she was doing the lights. She was literally, I remember, I think she kicked out an employee, and she was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so when I seen it, I was like, you know what, I, I, I took pointers from that mm-hmm. because she's in control, and that's why she's so good. Mm-hmm. She does it all. But I'm not going to say I would do it all. Well, I would if I could, but. I, I admire that one thing about her, though. You know, the whole thing with her and her husband being in the entertainment business mm-hmm. and the whole marketing thing now with Jay, you know, doing the whole, I'm sorry I cheated on you. I'm wondering, uh, like, down the line, how is that going to play out with Blue Ivy? And oh, I didn't think about that. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, you selling it now. Okay, we hear you, Jay, but... She might think that's okay, though. You think so? She, you know... Like, my mommy forgave my daddy. But, you know, I hear that a lot. Not trying to get too deep, but I, I hear that a lot when I'm even talking to peers. Like, well, I tried to do it because I saw my parents do it. Mm-hmm. it. It could. And then they're such a huge couple, she could think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say cheating, you know, because marriage is, things happen. I'm yeah. not married, but I know even seeing and watching and even talking to some people who I know who are married, mm-hmm. things do happen. And you can work through that. So definitely it's all about if you want to put that work in. So B and J, I'm glad they're still together. Oh, yeah. Um, Kanye and Kim. They can't in their, their, I don't mean to interject. They can't in that marriage though. Why? Beyonce and Jay cannot in that marriage. They t- Girl, that would be. They can't do it. Oh, hell going to break loose they if that ever happened. That's too iconic. They represent black love, the strength of black love. Mm-hmm. They can't. No, I wouldn't even go for that. I don't care. They no. They now, can't. would you say the total opposite of B and J would be Kim and Kanye, mm. or do they straddle the same <laughs> line? <laughs> do they straddle the um, same line? You know, I like Kim Kardashian. People don't like her, um, and I understand when they say that they're stealing from the black community because the hair. I, I understand that cultural vultures. Co- yes, I understand <laughs> that completely. I think her personality is coming from a genuine place. But I wouldn't put them on the same pedestal only because Kim don't think too much. Like, I love Kim, but she don't really think. And Kanye. Where is Kanye? Where is Kanye? They say he in a studio, but I haven't heard anything yet. I loved Kanye West. Like, let's say college dropout Kanye West. Where is he now, though? I agree. You know. They say Kim put him in a sunken place. I've been hearing so many things about Kanye. He was a clone. This ain't the real one. I don't say you. Ooh, Twitter, Twitter, ooh, Twitter. Well, kind of like because he just went off the map all of a sudden. So Kanye is a very smart man, and I I love watching interviews even for pointers. But I remember this this interview with Charlemagne, and he sat there and said the reason why he does certain things like dye his hair blonde, or just interjecting it at um at his concerts. He said he does that because if he's just normal Kanye just talking to you, you're not going to listen to him. But if he's controversial Kanye, you're going to hear everything. You may not digest it. Some people will. Some people won't. Mm -hmm. But his message is always going to be the same. I'm trying to let you know. I think the way he goes about it, it needs some tweaking. But I think 
he's on to something when he's trying to be controversial so you can hear the message. Because he talks a lot on the industry. I know Sony was a big issue with him. Um, the, the Pumas, I think somebody, whoever he was with at first with the Yeezys, he couldn't get them to endorse all of his design. I think they were like, well, we're just going to drop one or two this year. Oh, he was highly upset. Yes. And so I think the way he does things is for attention, but in a sense of I want you to hear me. I think he might, he could be in the studio. I, I think hope us, he is. yeah, but I think us anticipating him is what's going to cause also his ticket sales to go up. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the last time I heard, he went bankrupt and all these things with Kim. But if we haven't, seen him for a long time people gonna pay for that right and they always say overexposure can kill you so it's nice to be exclusive and sought after and kind of be in a cut for a while Mm -hmm. and just bam and but he gonna have to bring it he He, he will have to bring because if he comes out with some because you know that last album i didn't care for i really didn't i didn't either i was trying to i had maybe Three songs I liked, but not the whole body of work. But I tell you what, I did hear that Kylie Jenner's baby daddy, uh, Travis Scott, really? that they're working together in the studio. And Travis Scott is very talented. I like so Travis. I'm going to see how th- those two, how they blend together. Maybe we'll get some heat. I don't know. If he's doing Travis, it might sound like some old Kanye, though. It might. It might. And that's what I miss. It I might. miss that old yay. At this time, Alexis, I'm going to have to wrap things up. Um, you are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. you are too. I really enjoyed you today. And um, any help that you need in this media business, multimedia life, just let me know. Yes, ma'am. I be multimedia right here. Thank you. So just let me know. I look forward to hearing this on the podcast. I also want everyone, if you have, oh my gosh, y'all, make sure to tune into every podcast. I love you. I <laughs> love you. I love you, you. And too. I thank you for this opportunity, seriously. Anytime, anything you need, just thank let me you. know. Thank you. Thank you. All right, episode 10 in the books, Verbally Effective. I got to do things my own way, darling. Were you ever